everybody. It's me, Maria, and this is Sisters with Sabres. What's up? What's happening? We are back, bitch. It's right. It's time. We're here. This is the right time. It's the right place. I know it's election night, but we're going to try to get through it anyway. Uh, who's on the line with me? Hey, this is G. Hi, Hi. this is Rihanna. Oh. <laughs> Hi, this is Portia. I'm sorry. Hi, three. Hi, this is Mel. Hi, this is Raven. Huh? Yes, hey, I am drinking. I am drinking amaretto. I have got a triple shot of Ooh, amaretto. What are we all drinking tonight? Yeah, uh, what I got some alcohol? red apples ale mm. to, to to get me through. I already had steak and shrimp earlier today. It was my stress meal. That and a now girl. I'm drinking. <laughs> Yeah, I had five guys, and now I'm drinking some red wine. Hey. I was going to make a five guys joke, but I'm not. I'm not going to do it. Maria! I'm going to save it. I'm I'm just going to let it go by. All I'm going to say is don't act like you're going to get into a three-way or a four-way or a five-way scenario with me if you know that you can't keep an erection. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> I, I never want context for that. I never want context, context, Maria. Please what? do ne- never give us context. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> That's easy to do. Uh, you should um, rate and review and subscribe. And we got some listener um, feedback tonight. Actually, some some interesting feedback we've never had a voicemail on the show before we had our first voicemail and we got an email what do y'all want to do first email all right the email is below anyone want to read it i mean i could read it i must say what a joy it has been to listen to this podcast it's an experience much love to twin sons outposts they are the gift that keep giving i'm so glad that you all can take stories like star wars and apply it to your lives and it's so heartfelt to hear that. Thank you for sharing your truth, wonder, grace, power, and strength. I enjoy hearing the reviews, and it's great. But it's just analyzing moments and character beats, and that's great. But this podcast goes further than just how does these characters make me feel. Oh no, how do these characters reflect who I am and who I have been and and or who I will become? It's a wild thing to say at first, and these characters are fictional, but the emotional journey, like any story, Avatar... TLA, Teen Titans, superhero genre, etc., etc., can hit the emotional core, and that is what burns bright. Hearing some amazing thoughts on the rise of Skywalker. Wow, blew my mind. Ahsoka is black? Damn. I mean, I guess she could be any race, but you just mic dropped me big time. Fun listen, the Rogue One discussion. Wow, Ray biracial of identity and worth? Brilliance. I did not think I could learn anything else about the Clone Wars movie. I'm reminded of a line from To Kill a Mockingbird. You never really understand a person until you consider things from his point of view, until you climb inside of his skin and walk around in it. Obviously, decades later, it carries so much more context beyond the man Atticus tried to help. Star Wars has not been ruined for nor convinced there was any controversial moments. After John Boyega comments post Star Wars and GQ, it has opened my eyes to this fandom and moving forward. Thank you for creating a safe space for those who feel they have been unheard for too long. Wakanda forever. Sincerely, 
I do not want to mispronounce your name. Dumo Pokima, I think. Thank you. That's that was how so I would have nice. pronounced that it as was. well. And that's beautiful. Wakanda forever. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That that email was really nice. And you could tell that person's really been listening. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm about to get all soft and mushy. And we I haven't know. got their second message yet. <laughs> Like, I almost cried when I heard you reading that quote from the mock, uh, To Kill in a Mockingbird. I was like, hold up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, like, and I think that's. For... Go ahead, Ray. No, Raven, you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that that's exactly the point of this podcast is to make people who maybe felt that they weren't represented feel like there's a place that they are represented, you know, and to point mm-hmm. out, you know, where we feel represented, maybe that it doesn't exactly fit. So I'm glad that that's what's coming across. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I love to hear people's feedback and and what they think and uh, if if the podcast is is catching and hitting at all. Um, if you want us to read your email, you can leave it at sisterswithsabers at gmail dot com, um, and we'll be happy to do that. Or you can just give us that good five star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever the hell you listen, uh, and we can read that. That would be dope. Okay, y'all ready for this voicemail? Yep. Spiritually, we're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. Physically. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's receive it. <laughs> How are we gonna take it? All right, let me. Any way we can get it. Oh my god! <laughs> jail, jail! All of you. <laughs> I didn't say We're anything. Never get through this. I didn't say anything. Are y'all ready? I didn't say anything either. Someone speaks volumes. I heard their thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, let me know when y'all ready. I'm ready. ready. I was born ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. I just want to let y'all know that the the uh, the podcasts are great. You ladies are amazing funny informative uh, i love when you guys go off track and then uh collect yourselves and move back on topic uh the side music is good it's just it's strong it's it's very very strong all right thanks eric thank you thank, thank you eric thank you eric so anyway I, moving on I, <laughs> Yeah, that was a nice message. Thank you for your kind words. And even to take, you get to hear our voice and it's nice to hear some of our listeners' voices as well. Mm-hmm. So thank yes. you for your message. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that was crazy. That's the first voicemail we've ever had. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it makes it feel that much more what personal. <laughs> no, it's like having a conversation. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, then. Um, So the meat and potatoes of this discussion this week is going to be about my favorite topic in the whole world. Marshall. (laughs) Season two of The Mandalorian, the first episode is entitled Marshall. I know what you're thinking. I know we're not talking about that, but we are talking about that. Okay. We're going to talk about that. I promise it'll get back to Star Wars eventually. On October 17th, 1972, a bitch named Debbie gave birth to a beautiful baby boy in St. Joseph, Missouri. 
You brought me on for this. Right? <laughs> no, let her speak. Let her speak. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Let her talk. <laughs> All jokes aside, we will talk about the episode, but my God. Can you think of a more perfect person in the whole Driver. world? Several. <laughs> oh my goodness. Perfect for me. Is there a more perfect individual for me in the world? Jesus. Um, <laughs> that guy. First of all, a guy does is misrepresented all the time. Okay. <laughs> Secondly, I'm not exactly sold on if that guy's even real. Okay. So Tom? you don't need to see some proof. Who? Tom? Who? Uh, Never heard of him. Anyway, so Marshall is exactly 5'8", 175 pounds. He's got gorgeous blue eyes. Oh, God. Okay? He lives in Detroit. He's amazing. He's so talented. You know, sometimes you you meet those people in your life and, and you just, I don't know, something happens and you have all of these similar experiences. Like, I feel like I'm the only person in the world who gets him, but that's probably not true. But anyway, so we fell in love, right? And I was fine, right? Everything was cool. Everything was going well, right? I went to college, went to rehab. I chilled out. like we, And then he went to rehab first. And then I did. Um, then I got a job and I got married. And I'm like, okay. At that point, he was, he was, no, he had just divorced and he was dating somebody. So I was like, okay, I might as well just get married and say, fuck it. It's not going to happen. Then... Like, within the year, he decides to post something random and say he might date a fan. And that's when I started, like, losing my shit again. I'm like, oh, my God. Right? So I'm sweating. I'm nervous. I'm typing. I'm texting. I'm stalking. I'm DMing. It's it's bad. Anyway. So, I just... He's amazing. He's an amazing person. He's beautiful. I know that people think he's this really awful guy, but he's really not. Like, we we have a lot of the same experiences. Like, he talks about in his book, like, being, like, severely bullied. Like, I got bullied a lot, too. And, you know, like, they would cut my hair off and, you know, just throw me in the toilet and, you know, just kick me until I was bleeding. Um, and we have a lot of that in common. We have a lot of domestic violence in common. And I am just... <sighs> I'm so attracted to that chaos, that anger, the violence. Oh, it's it's really, really bad. Oh, man, he's something. Like, a lot of the same issues, and he's just... And in spite of everything, like, he's still succeeded, and he's done so much, not just for himself, but for the community in Detroit, and I'm just so proud of him. God, he's amazing. Did I say he's amazing? He's also amazing. All right. Uh, what are we talking so, about? The first episode the of the second season of The Mandalorian <laughs> came out. Yes. Well, let's talk about two other misunderstood men, but of the fictional sort. Okay. Segue. Yeah. I'll go with I you. Made a connection. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know, God. And some people are shipping these two misunderstood men. So we have romance as well. You know. You know. Okay. Wait, people are shipping Eminem in uh No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no
stop Marshall looking for and, Debbie. Marshall and Mando. I'm here for it. There you <laughs> go. The fan art. There you but go. No, I met Mr. Cobb Vamp and uh, our lovely Mandalorian. Yeah. Shipping them. Yeah, I love yeah. Tim- Timothy Oliphant and the fact that he has made his career off of just playing sheriffs. Yep. Mm-hmm. When he took off that helmet, I was like, look at this silver fox. I love him. (laughs) I have no idea. I didn't, I don't know. I don't know the actor. I just watch Justified. Huh? Watch Watch Deadwood. And Justified. Yeah. Where he also played a marshal. Deadwood. Don't know what Justified is. He plays a marshal in like a Kentucky town. Noted. Noted. Probably (laughs) won't watch, but noted. It's really good. I'm, I'm very picky with what I watch. It takes a lot for me to watch a TV show that isn't anime. Mm. <laughs> it has to be, yeah. I like Star Wars and anime. <laughs> and then fantasy shows occasionally. That's about it. But yeah, he he is a very attractive Marshall. <laughs> I will yeah. give him that. <laughs> That's not the topic of conversation. Well, it can be, but mm. anywho. Watching this episode just made me think what if there was Deadwood, but in space? That would be so tight. Mm. Deadwood in space. I feel like that's what Tatooine is. Basically. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like if there was like an entire show that was just about living in t- Tatooine. Please, God, honest, no more Tatooine. God, I one honest planet. person who's trying to make their life in Tatooine. Oh my God. No. There's I no honest people on Tatooine. They all leave. Yes. The only honest person, I was about to say Obi-Wan, but Homeboy was not honest either. Your father was a good friend. <laughs> and Darth Vader <laughs> killed him. Obi-Wan shady too. <laughs> so never mind. Okay, but he didn't technically lie. He lied. He lied. This is the not technically. This is the problem with the Jedi. They're like, technically it wasn't a lie. In a matter of speaking, and this is why you're all dead. Because <laughs> y'all are stupid. Hello. He just massaged the truth no, a lot. That's it a, wasn't that, technically a lie. He beat the truth lie. to a pulp. It, that was a lie. And Darth where I came Vader from, a lie. Was, did kill Anakin Skywalker in a way. I mean, in becoming I Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker died. I don't I feel like so. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. I mean, you can make the argument that he just transformed, like, you know, a caterpillar into a butterfly. An evil butterfly. I feel like that's the lie that Obi-Wan told himself to cope because he Mm. needed to separate the two entities. But again, 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 it's a lie that he told himself to cope. Because at the end of the day, I feel like, again, the conclusion that you have to come to in Star Wars is that it's about balance. You are not balanced if you believe that Darth Vader is not Anakin. Like, they are both one and the same. They're the Mm -hmm. same person. Darth Vader is the mask that Anakin put on to protect himself from what he had done. They are balanced. That's probably why they died. And they want Luke to straight up murder his dad. And that's why they didn't tell him. Exactly. They 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 knew they yeah. they lied. This is not about the Mandalorian, but well, it is still kind of like about yeah, the it's kind of about the they because the Mandalorian is still wearing his mask, even though it's sort of crumbling. 
as he comes face to face with mirrors of himself. So it is related. Okay. I have a weird theory about Giancarlo Esposito's character, Moff Gideon. What if he used to be a Mandalorian? And that's where he got the dark saber from? Yeah. And that's why he knows so much about Mandalorian history and lore. And that's why, even though he's a very obvious Imperial baddie, he doesn't wear a helmet. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Because Darth Vader wears a helmet. Kylo Ren wears a helmet. Uh, The Seventh Sister in uh, Fallen Empire wears a helmet. Moff Gideon, no helmet. Possible? Maybe. Probably not. But it's interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. It is. So what did y'all think of the newest episode of The Mandalorian? I, like, honestly, like how we just got, like, even though we it's been, like, a year, I think, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since we've seen the uh, first season, and then we get the first, you know, chapter nine, and it's, like, straight into, like, there's no pause like oh you're gonna wait until like maybe like the second like chapter 10 or 11 to get into the action no we got straight into that shit and that's what i like Mm -hmm. like that was just awesome and then there was like a cute like a few like um references to like outside of the movie i mean you know the star wars world with the uh that big worm Mm -hmm. the sarlacc yeah (laughs) the dragon that thing that nasty thing that was just oh the dragon I can't remember what it was called but I forgot the crate dragon dragon. right the crate dragon it's reminding me of that time when I saw the um that movie uh what what do they call it it was with those worms in the sand dune dune not dune I thought of tremors tremors yes that's what was coming to my mind was tremors I used to be scared of that like (laughs) it just brought me back to being a kid when I saw the tremors movie but that's that's what that's what it took to me. Like the reference just went straight to there for me. So, do you guys want to talk about the uh, ending scene? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, we I can get talk about. Before we get into that, let me just say one thing. When Mando yeah. said, "Poor Baby Yoda had seen worse," I was like, "This poor traumatized child." <laughs> oh yeah, can we call part. space CPS? <laughs> <laughs> He's been no child casually. protective service. He's seen <laughs> the <worse>. child protective <laughs> services. Okay, he just said it so nonchalant. He's like, he's seen worse, and I'm just like, dude, you don't want that child to be messed up for the rest of his life. You don't. Need I know. More. Also, can he get something better to carry his new son in? Oh my god! You see a satchel on the side. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you're putting your child in a purse. His Mando purse. <laughs> There's no space car seats. You know, you know, it's very good. It can make something. The, the, you know, taking my writing course, one of the things we talked about is establishing uh, the level of danger in your universe. Like, you know, what's the level of danger for a child? That's like a very good understanding of how to understand your world. Like, what does a child, how does a child view this world? And in Star Wars, being a child is not the safest thing. Ray was a child worker from the age of three. Um, Anakin was enslaved, um, and then started cutting children in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying, I'm like, I'm saying, like the, the way that this world sort of like Ben Solo was almost killed by a like a his nanny droid when he was three years old. 
Um, Wait, what? If you read the book, like, uh, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's one of the books about Han. I think it was Last Shot, I'm pretty sure. But basically, there was, like, a thing that, like, turned all the droids against humans or whatever. And one of them almost killed Ben when he was, like, three. I um, mean, yeah, the droids shouldn't have killed it, tried to kill a child. But... Hold up. Oh, 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 whoa, whoa. oh, whoa, 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 no, 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 Oh, 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 no, I wasn't saying Ben should have died as a child. I'm saying the droid should have ro- rose I up. Saying, like, the thing where, like, if you can go back in time and kill Hitler, like, I thought you were going to that. <laughs> and I was like, we about to fight. <laughs> anyway, I understand now. Never mind. I'll calm back down. <laughs> Oh Lord, we just hopped up like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ain't no Ben Bash up in here. We know about that. Not my son. No, no, no. Not that guy. Look, I like I don't like you, but look, I don't want nobody to kill you, but it was wrong with they did. Shit was going sideways for a minute there. (laughs) You're like, oh no, we're about to have a podcast after this. Hey, hold up. You might have to cut the recording. Cut the cameras dead ass. (laughs) Cut the cameras dead ass. Oh, anyway, back to the Mandalorian. But yeah, it's not a very safe place in the galaxy for children. Even if you look back on how Ma- the Mandalorian Mando was raised, he got picked up like a scavenged parts uh, after the Mandalorian sort of like destroyed his village. Well, the so, droids destroyed the village. The Mandalorian yeah. saved them. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> the, um. Yeah. So he's probably thinking, oh, this is normal for a kid he probably's not thinking anything strange about it like this is just the way the galaxy is for him mm-hmm. um so i think that makes sense for him to say that he's just like yeah and <laughs> this is just the life that we lead i like seeing the crate dragon pearl show up that was dope that was because those can like power lightsabers sometimes mm. oh and another thing too, the Tuskians, you got a good look into their lives. That was so cool. I love yeah. that. I love Instead that. Of I love seeing them as savages. We saw them as human. You know, we saw mm. them as human. After the last time we saw him was being killed off by Anakin after what they did to his mom. So I, I honestly enjoyed that. And I loved how they hired an actual deaf actor to um do the sign language that they had? Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't That's know that. Representation. That's representation. They need to get a lead actor now. Come on, come, come on, on, Hollywood. Get a lead actor. Like it's your time. You, y'all could be making some money. Y'all don't realize it. Y'all just want to stick to y'all plain, bland, white, heterosexual ass shit. <laughs> I mean, it's we're not Star Trek. We can't have that yet. Hmm. <laughs> Good lord. I remember doing the thing. Yeah, because I think they have like a non-binary person in Mm -hmm. a like like they have trans people in Star Trek Discovery. And Mm -hmm. was like that could be us. 
but you playing. Yeah. Um, y'all just want <laughs> right. to give us like 10 seconds of a two couples kissing, a gay couple kissing. And yeah, it. and they have, in Star Trek Discovery, they have like a gay couple. Ent- like a, a gay couple, yeah. A whole and it's just relationship. Like, they make me cry. So ass relationship. I Star haven't Trek seen Discovery is so good. It's so I haven't good. Seen, I love that I'm show. so far behind on Star Trek Discovery. I need to finish it. It's but good. When I saw of it, I loved it. I'll just say one thing about it. Like, this last season, the wig that they have on Michael, man, I thought you guys had more money than that. <laughs> oh, Hollywood, no. hear my <laughs> plea. Hire black hairstylists to lay those wigs because you'd be making them look messy. Hello. Oh, my goodness. R.I.P. Have you seen like, Titans? The Starfire yeah. wig? I was like, oh yeah. my god. Girl. Like, oh, she is that's... so beautiful. And that Bobo the Clown wig that they have. On, it's just, mm. it was so bad. So bad. <laughs> I'm like, so sad. Gotta do better. You gotta do better, boo-boo. Like, mm. like, that gorgeous woman and you put like some clown wig on her. And I was like, this is not, this is not it. Hmm. <laughs> oh lord! <But> anyways, <laughs> anywho, Mandalorian. <laughs> you know what so, I really love about this episode? What? On mythical level, the knight in shining armor came to a little village and saved them from a dragon. Oh, mm-hmm. that is literally like basically what happened, and. Yeah. And he brought two warring people together, the Tuscans and this Tatsuine village. Like, that's so... I think what I appreciate about the Mandalorian is that it's very, like, mythical in the sense of, like... I think of it as, like, a knight's quest, the way it's framed. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you read, like, knight's quest from, like, Arthurian legend or Spencerian um, um, poetry and things like that, it's very much in that vein. But then, like, in space with, like, this Western vibe. And it's mm-hmm. so Star Wars. And I love it. Like, I do have some questions about certain decisions that they're making in the show. But, like, I do appreciate on the level that they're what themes and myths they're playing around with mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I I picked up on, like, the Western stuff. But I didn't pick up on, like, the fairy tale Arthurian legend type stuff because me with the man mandalorian it's just like one lone man walks into town and helps these uh people come together and defeat this like big unknowable entity which is usually like the bank which is the symbolization of like civilization coming to this town mm-hmm. but in the mandalorian it's a giant dragon that's vomits acid at people <laughs> but <laughs> Mm-hmm. I feel in like I just think about the frame of like understanding like Mandalorian culture and how I view the dark saber is like the Mandalorian version of Excalibur, where like whoever wields the dark saber is sort of like the one true king or ruler or whatever, and that's always mm-hmm. how it's been represented. Um, so yeah, so I that's not why when I see the Mandalorian, you see them in their armor, like a knight's armor, and they have a creed which is very, you know. And like even Boba Fett like has like well had I don't we don't know what he's like now, um, but 
like he had a sense of he had a creed that he kept for himself which is very in the vein of like knighthood and things mm-hmm. like that um and i feel like right now the mandalorian is trying to find his creed um what does he follow mm-hmm. i was gonna pick up on that i feel like the theme of of the season this month this uh year is going to be who are you um, so we got Cobb Banth, who is not a Mandalorian, wearing the armor. We've got Din, who is like the strictest adherence to whatever the new Mandalorian way is. And then we got Boba, who isn't a Mandalorian, but, you know, for whatever reason, decided to wear the armor. So I, I think it's a nice juxtaposition for the character. Um, to kind of ask those questions through the episodes as we go forward to see like what is it that you want to do you know with your with your life and and how do you want to present yourself to the world and I think that's a really interesting question Um, I thought it was it was dope as a person who's been told you know you're not black enough uh, or you're you're not as black as me or you're you're too high yellow for this you know i can i can relate to you know am i really one of them you know and how do i know and you know uh those types of questions so i thought it was dope um i like seeing the fear knocks in the shadows john leguizamo is always good um and and they rolling through the hood that was that was so funny to me i'm like that's the hood that's star wars ghetto right there and the baby's like, mm. I'm like you gonna I'm be all right, baby. Who saw that? Because I'm like, this is like, the... <laughs> and I'm like, right, it's the hood. I'm like, you gonna be all right, baby. We gonna take you to the corner store and get you a, a, a bag of flaming hots and one of them juice boxes. You gonna be all right. Get you a quart of water, right? <laughs> the penny candies. <laughs> so. Can we do some wild speculation about uh, Boba Fett for the next 10 to 15 minutes? What do y'all think? What do you think is going to happen? How do you think Boba Fett is going to play in to the series? Or the season, rather? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, what the hell is going to happen? I I, I don't know, but I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I don't have any. I don't have any speculations of what's going to happen, but happy he's back do you think that uh, Sasha Lane is going to be related to Boba Fett in any way Sasha Lane's character because that's what I may be thinking I know that not everybody in Star Wars has to be related to everybody but that's my pet theory well they're both Maori right yeah they're both of well Sasha Lane is black and Maori okay that'll work Mm-hmm. I don't really have an opinion there, but that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it would explain why she's like kind of stalking the Mando. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she wants to know more about like her culture, and her dad just doesn't want to teach her about any of that, and that could be an interested, interesting way. Of looking at it I mean I feel like even in that vein Boba couldn't teach her about being a Mandalorian because right. he's not one yeah. he's not one 
Yeah, that's so, good. He isn't one. Can, he's not can one. you explain to me, okay. please? Jango Fed is a bounty hunter, and yep. Boba is his clone. They just wear the Mandalorian armor. They're not related to the Mandalorians in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah no. I don't think I, I don't think either of them ever movies. followed the creed. You know, they're just using mm-hmm, no. the trappings to have the fear factor. Oh, it's like a branding thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Boba's just wearing his dad's armor. Yep. Like he doesn't. He doesn't associate that armor with Mandalorians. He's like, this is my dad's armor and I'm wearing my... to honor my father. Like, it doesn't have yeah, anything to do with culture. Because mm-hmm. if you remember in the prequels when Obi-Wan goes and meets with Jango Fett and Boba's, you know, still a little kid, Jango doesn't have his helmet on. He doesn't have any of that on. And he has a person he's never met before in front of him this would be a time when a Mandalorian following the Creed would absolutely have their helmet on. And he, you know, he never gives it that. And I mean, of course, at that time, we didn't really necessarily know the Creed, or at least I certainly didn't. But having watched the Mandalorian now and having had it made clear that that is, you know, a very specific, you know, rule, as it were, um, that immediately told me in my mind that neither Django nor Boba are actually Mandalorians. They just both wear the armor, but are not, you know, actual Mandalorians. <clears throat> Excellent point. And Thank you. On another level in Rebels, we see different Mandalorian clans and they all have their own different rules which is why they had problems in the past and the mandalorian clans would always be fighting amongst each other mm-hmm. and the need mm-hmm. and purpose of the dark saber um so like i had a friend who's very confused when they first watched mandalorian and they went back and watched rebels they're like why is everyone have their helmets off and i'm like because whatever creed we see our mandalorian following is probably specific to that clan um and probably uh, came about after the war or during the war as a sort of protection or what what have you. So like each Mandalorian clan is different and we don't really get too much about like what Mandalore looks like post-war. We don't, we don't really get any of that. Like we it just leaves lots of questions. So I don't know. I think that's going to be Boba's purpose here to, be another mirror for Amando to see like, you know, who are, again, having to keep on asking through other people, who are you? Like, what do you believe in? What do you follow? You know, I think they might be um, like a sect of Mandalorians that predates the war by years, just based off of their, um, their um what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> their history that they dealt with the Jedi so long ago. I think they branched off from Mandalore culture a long, long time ago and established themselves by this creed. It seems to me though that all of the Mandalorians he meets down in the <clears throat> culvert all seem to subscribe to the have you ever removed your helmet question. So 
I think you're probably right that it's different, you know, different groups have different rules. I mean, it's no different than, you know, in the real world. You know, there are different sects of Christianity. Yeah, different denominations. Yeah, and absolutely. And some of them do things, you know, one way. Some are really, really, you know, to the letter of the book and others not so much. So I think that that's a perfectly reasonable way to look at it, that it's probably, that that's probably exactly what it is. But uh, I think I think it's it's too early at this point to really make any, mm. to, to really know Simply because, I mean, we do know about him. You know, he follows the creed. Okay. He's, you know, wasn't born on Mandalore. Okay. But, you know, I just don't feel like we know enough about him yet to know, you know what I mean? If it's, if it's something specific to him or specific to, I think that's Mm -hmm. part of what makes it fun is that we're learning these things as we go, you know, because honestly watching this episode when, uh, you know, Cobb Banth walks, you know, up to the door at the very beginning, you know, it's like, I had no idea what he was going to do. You know, I mean, when he said, you know, oh, give me the armor. It's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. But I was like, I didn't know what he was going to do. You know what I mean? I didn't, I don't have enough knowledge of Mandalorians to say that, oh, the second he sees him, the first thing he's going to do is demand the armor. You know what I mean? So I think we're learning as we go what the rules are and what the differences are between the different groups, you know, for whatever reason, you know, I mean, obviously there's different clans and whatnot. So that's my thing. I agree with Mel. I think it's, it's very old Testament or whatever mm-hmm. um, with the whole helmet thing. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, I thought, there were a lot of really interesting pieces in there, like the fact that the city isn't on the map anymore. Um, Cobb Vance's story changed a little bit from what was in the original book, and it's probably just done to cut down confusion. There was another guy in the in the story at that point in time, and they cut that guy out, um, which is probably better for the layman, you know, the average viewer who doesn't Me. understand Star Wars. Ha! <laughs> um that well so i think i think that worked out a lot better in our favor um i'm really happy to hear that people are receiving Cobb Vance so well um and at this point i am 100% certain we will see Ahsoka Tano if we got time for a bullshit ass side character from a book we got time for Ahsoka Tano so i'm i'm with it i'm i'm excited i'm encouraged by that um, you know, if we're, if we're going to pull people from the books in, you know, um, hi, uh, race loan, uh, Afra, uh, you know, come on, where are you at Disney? I know you listen to this. I feel like I'm the only one who really does not want to see Ahsoka in Mandalorian and the Mandalorian. I do not want to see her. I, and I feel like I'm the only one. And like, I'm like, everyone's like, I can't wait to see Ahsoka. Like when I pit my cosplay, everyone's like, I can't wait to see her. And I'm like, I can wait because right now I, the only thing I'm liking, I'm trying to enjoy watching where the Mandalorian goes and not theorize too much. But right now for what it looks like for me is like, they're throwing a lot of things in a, in one pot and I hope I get a jambalaya out of it, but we might just get a mess. Like, um, I'm I'm trust um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, so 
I'm just holding on that whatever they're doing, it's going to turn out well. But I just, I have a lot, like a lot of the stuff, like in season one, I was left with more questions than anything. And I, that, that needed to be sort of answered because they were throwing a lot of things at us. Like when the dark saber popped up at the end, I was very confused because like we were talking in the group chat earlier, like the last time we see it, it's with Bo-Katan. Um, and Mandalore is peaceful and we see Sabine Wren fly off into the distance and she looks contented. And I don't think she would have left Mandalore if she wouldn't have gone off on a journey if she knew Mandalore wasn't all right. So the question comes into being, how did this man get hold of such an important artifact? And if that's, the Mandalore... Yeah? That's why I'm spectal, speculating that he is somehow involved or formally involved with uh, the man. He's an ex-Mandalorian. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But I feel like this is only like get that years high after the war. Yeah. yeah, I wonder I mean, how you could find part of that. The level was like long. young in it, and then he left. I mean, I think if Sabine had stayed in the Empire, she could have gotten that far. Based on I just how feel, like knowledgeable and how special she was. For sure, I I I think I I guess I just figure that for somebody to be a moth, that they've probably been you know in there since the get go. I just, I, I mean, but yeah, you know, how am I the like freaking expert? Left, you know, I mean, and I'm not like, I'm going to go to ground fighting for this. That's just my, my initial feeling is that, you know, it's kind of like somebody in this country who's in the military, you know, five-star generals didn't start out with a different career and then suddenly decide to join the army. You know what I mean? They're usually guys that went in at 18. You know, or sooner if they can get well, away with it. That's what I mean. Like, so to me, it seems like raised. It, yeah, I I guess that's I just I, always assume that a moth would have been raised in the empire, like would have been one of the kids that was taken and just showed promise, and therefore they push him up the ladder. I just it it I guess well, for I'm me thinking it that just somebody who had like go ahead somebody who had like military and like training to be a warrior might have better of a chance like more of a chance to advance in the empire but mandalorians are and maybe are, they're not military warriors though are they aren't they more like guerrilla warriors yeah i mean, I mean they, they have a military yeah you think he, i'm not i think he left i think that's a very plausible like that he what maybe was a Mandalorian and left and uh, like when as when in his youth or whatever. But like again, mm -hmm. like just like the time. Like I'm just thinking about the timeline that has been established by Rebels and right. that, like that makes me think what happened to Bo Katan. Like and in this time because this is literally it's only four years after the war has ended, so he has a dark saber. What happened in those four years? Like what. I'm confused. Like, what happened? Well, in how story? old is the dark saber? Is it like it an is ancient? Old as shit. Ancient. Old as shit. So theoretically, if he was a man, if he was raised as a Mandalorian, would he know about it? Yeah, but yeah. he would have to fight to get it. He'd have to fight Bo Katan and like everyone protecting Bo Katan 
to get the dark saber. Which sounds like, like the kind of thing Mandalore? that an imperial like they destroyed it. It just seems to me like Could that's do. the kind of thing an imperial someone would do is go in yeah and kill bo katan like, you know likely unfairly and likely cause mm -hmm. all sorts like of havoc and weapon. end up with it in the end yeah i mean to me and again i have yeah. no expertise so i'm just going on you know my own personal feeling i just don't buy that gideon was a mandalorian i think he went and got it under you know, nefarious circumstances in nefarious ways. And again, remember when we're first introduced to but him how would he by name, they it? immediately say that he was executed for war crimes. This is a guy we know is not cool. So if you're, you know, if you're likely to be, you know, tried for war crimes, it's perfectly legitimate that you might've taken your star destroyer to a planet and held them hostage until somebody handed over what you wanted. It just sounds like something that someone who's, you know, convicted of war crimes would do to me. But again, I have no knowledge. I'm just, you know, I'm speculating, as we said. And I'm all, yeah. also speculating. I don't know that much about the Darksaber. Would the Empire have known about it? Or was it like some yes. Mandalorian secret? Okay. No, they would have known. Yeah. They would have known? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it just leaves me with questions. I'm just like, and also like, if, yeah, I do believe he took it somehow, but I'm like, but why? Like, why specifically, what purpose is he trying to use the dark saber for? Um, well, he wants the child too, so. Yeah, so I was questioning. Child is strong in the force, very strong in the force. And the dark saber is something that was used against the Jedi. Yes. Originally, mm. it was used by the first ever Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah, it was created by mm. a Jedi, so. Mm -hmm. It is technically a Jedi weapon, even if the guy carrying it is or isn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know, is he? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> My it, guess yeah, is no, but I don't question. know. <laughs> I'm yeah. assuming it's like some way to reestablish Imperial rule. Some but, way, but with him on top, mm. yeah, right. But then it's but perfectly it's, viable it's, to go back and say what you said before. If he was a Mandalorian previously, you know, he would go to the Empire with that knowledge, knowing, you know, mm -hmm. what he would need to do to get the, you know, the dark saber and what that would mean in their, you know, for their power in the, you know, on Mandalore and amongst the mandalorians so you know that could just lead right back to well your speculation could be absolutely correct in that because you know what better way to get something done than with an inside job yeah but then on when you're talking about baby yoda too that's another question i have because yoda's origins have always been kept purposefully like mysterious we don't know much about his people we have like yaddle or whatever but still we don't really know <laughs> anything about his people like how like like literally like like when we meet the baby yoda they're like species unknown we don't know anything about mm -hmm. and they could have chose any other they could have chose a baby chewbacca or whatever mm -hmm. but they didn't they specifically chose a baby yoda or whatever species yoda is mm -hmm. and so when you do that then that brings into question this the origins of this baby because the baby, the 
the child is 50 years old, meaning mm-hmm. ba- Yoda was still alive when this child was born. Mm-hmm. So if there aren't a yep. lot of of his species left, Yoda would have had to have sensed this child somehow. I can you cannot make me believe that Yoda had no sense of the existence of this child if there aren't that many of his species left. Mm-hmm. And maybe though. that's the reason the child day. is there. The the child might be there because, you know, it was time to replace you know what I mean? I mean, who knows? It could be a species that only sends one out at a time because they are so powerful with the force. I mean, clearly this thing is an infant and behaves like an infant, but it's 50 years old. But of course, you know, Yoda was over, you know, was 900 years old when he died. So 50 is nothing compared, you know, comparatively, but mm-hmm. clearly there's something specific about this particular type of creature <laughs> since we don't know really what that is but you know what i mean maybe that's what it is because like you're saying it's clear he was alive at the same time as yoda but was he born and maybe you know like sent off on his way to maybe you know i mean holy you know skewing my sci-fi references but was there going to be like a mind meld before yoda died and shit and just didn't happen or you know what i mean or maybe there was one that was long distance but you know what i mean it's just like it could very well be that Mm -hmm. this is a replacement for yoda you know, who's very young, but clearly, you know, going to have some time ahead of him. I mean, again, uh, that's completely me pulling shit out of my ass. I hope I age like Baby Yoda when I'm older. (laughs) I hope I look that good. He looks so cute. He did look good. My God. He does look good at 50. Look good at 900 years old, honestly. Yeah. Right. Because I ain't going to look that good at 80. I hope my ass age like that. Right? <laughs> oh, ain't nobody going to be looking at me and saying, oh. <laughs> yes. Black don't crack, ladies. Black don't crack. But also like, hydrate Damn. yourself. Yes. Yeah, it don't sunscreen. crack. But yeah, yeah. Please wear sunscreen and drink lots of water. Hello, because I have not been keeping up with that. I've been drinking a lot of water. I had to get myself back on track because I have not been hydrating myself lately. And don't crack, but you gotta you gotta take care of it. Yes, that is absolutely not true because I don't take care of mine at all, and it's fine. Well, that's because you're like this vampire goddess. Everybody don't got that. Oh, some of us are ugly, Raven. Oh, what about the homely bitches? Ain't nobody in this podcast (laughs) ugly. Thank you. There's nobody. Nobody. Where? I don't see nothing. Everybody in here in this podcast is beautiful from head to toe. I don't care. Yes. All I can think about right now (laughs) is that TikTok, if anyone. Like, do you know what I'm talking about? Any of you? Which one? Like, it's like, there's this one, this meme going around on TikTok that's basically like, I ain't never seen two pretty best friends. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so dude. tired of it. I'm so annoyed. I'm like, I don't want to see this no more because it's a lie. Because all my friends be looking hot as shit. Okay. And, and also. Thank God for concealer. That's mm-hmm. one of those kind of asinine <laughs> oh comments. My ass would me. not leave the house. That is made by somebody who doesn't realize that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Because I know plenty of my friends that look at, you know, particular, you know, significant others that they have. And they're just like, oh my God, it's so amazing. And I'm just like, all right. 
Uh, in the eye of the beholder, baby. Just because you, not you, any of you in here, but some putz mm. thinks that, you know, two, there's never two best friends that are good looking. It's like, well, maybe you just don't like one of them. You know, mm. because since when is any one of us, the you know, the end all judge on who is or isn't good looking, right? Because we all think our number one is the best looking of the best looking of the best looking of the best looking right? We all think that. And we're not all going to think that about <laughs> the other person's best one. It's in the eye of the beholder. And also ugly is something that people are only inside. Sorry. Yeah. You're only ugly inside. Yeah. On the outside, all people are beautiful. Yeah. And I actually as long believe as Marshall's that. doing the beholding. I'm okay. Oh, oh my God. Love of Mike. Ow. Uh, anywho, anywho I'm trying to get on that mattress that's all I'm trying to do <laughs> look once I'm on the mattress we can negotiate alright I just need to make it through the door yeah. oh my gosh stop <laughs> oh lord <laughs> but I just want to state the record that I'm staying out of this no one can look, look at me and be I like Raven so Boba Fett. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars, like I was saying, um, I wanted to give back to the Tuscans and the Jawas. All right, the whole thing with them, they are the natives to Tatooine. And that, because watching it the second time with my brother, um, it made me sit up there and think, because we were doing a lot of pausing in between the episodes, just talking about some things. And I brought up how the whole idea of the Tuscans are like the Native Americans. And the other people, you know, the people of the villages are the colonizers that came and took their land and the water as well. Because you know how they mentioned uh, to the marshal of what their what his people has done to them. Like you've taken our uh, water and now you're sitting up here in front of us and disrespecting us by not taking this um, drink from us. And that just brought that just came to my mind just thinking about how the people came to that planet and just took over and just disrespecting to the uh, Tuscans, especially the, the scene when the Tuscan accidentally dropped the bomb by accident and everybody just flipped out, was like, oh, you're trying to kill us. And Tuscan's like, look, chill. Like, I didn't mean to do it on purpose. It was an accident. So that just came to that just came to my mind just thinking about that. Well, it reminds you of that old story with Harriet Tubman, where mm -hmm. she did something, I can't remember right off the top of my head what it was, but her master decided to throw a bricker at her, you know, and hit her in the head with it. And she lived with the, you know, circumstances of that the rest of her life. And it was exactly the same kind of thing, you know, you dropped something or you know, and it's a complete flip out. And then, you know, on top of that, like you were saying, there's no respect for the culture or the ways. It's just come in and take, 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 take. And there's no mm -hmm. discussion with the, the local people, the native people, you know, about working something out and actually sticking to it. Because, you know, everybody pretends like they're going to work something out at the beginning. And then they just don't follow yeah. through on it. Yeah, that's why I was like when they had the shot to the pearls, I was like, oh, God, they're going to be fighting over that. But because I don't really know anything, 
a lot about those uh, pearls from the dragon. That's what I was worried about. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. They're extremely valuable and rare, and they can power lightsabers at points in time. Mm-hmm. That's why I was thinking that, like, oh, God, they're going to, like, start killing each other over, like, this very rare, finite resource. Because they made a deal, like, you leave us the guts and the eker, and then we'll, unless y'all do something, we will leave you alone. And then... The people from the town see that they have this like big shiny pearls and then they're going to start fighting again. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hopefully not either because after what the Mandalorian did, like he brought two people that were constantly just button heads with each other all the time and now they, they came together just to defeat this big old thing. And then the thing mm-hmm. was that was amazing about it was how the Tuscans they've studied this creature for a long time. So they know how it, like, you know, they know it's routine. They know how it sleeps. They know this and that and how to listen, how one of the Tuscans pressed his hand up against the uh, sand and said, if you listen closely, you can hear that it's asleep. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause it took me back, like I said before, to what, how the native Americans were with, you know, in their culture. Overall, I enjoyed the episode. I don't think that Boba wants his armor back. If he wanted it back, he would have gotten it back. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. left that life behind mm-hmm. and Mando was probably going to have to deal with him in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's looking for Mandalorians and maybe he thinks that Boba is a Mandalorian and then there's going to be issues because he technically isn't. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe I, Boba's going to be a foil be. to him. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's like very... I guess I don't know what the correct word was, but like very born again Christian about the creed and Boba is not. If he even (laughs) knows the creed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we know for sure that Boba ever made it to Mandalore. (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe there's going to be like a very born again Christian versus somebody who was raised in Christianity and doesn't really believe in it anymore type thing between Boba and Mando. Yeah, Boba was raised by bounty hunters, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't foresee any of that um, Creed stuff with him for sure, but mm-hmm. as, as somebody who grew up, you know, um, in the home of an immigrant, right? My father had a lot of dreams that his, his firstborn child would go to college his firstborn child would speak perfect English. His firstborn child would, you know, do all these amazing things. And, you know, um, the burden of that can be tiresome mm-hmm. and it can be difficult to carry. Um, so when I think about Boba, I think about, you know, 
all the things that his father wanted for him and how long he lived in that shadow, you know, of what he thought Django would have wanted for him. And I think he looks like he's at a place now where he's happy and he's living life. And I don't think he wants the armor back. I think he's done with that life. And if he wanted it, he would have picked it up by now. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to see where he's at and hopefully he's living for himself now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's really hard when you're in the shadow of somebody and there's this intense pressure that you have to do good. You know, my dad couldn't read English for most of my childhood. So I would have to read the mail to him, you know, and, and then he would force me to repeat everything Oprah said on TV, you know, and say it just the way she said it. You know, because he wanted to make sure that his baby could speak properly and, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, we would do that. ask where your father immigrated from, Maria? Uh, he's from Cuba. Hmm. Yeah. So he came over in the 80s um, mm-hmm. on the Marielle, um, which, if you remember, um, was written about in the papers as mostly being rapists and thieves sounds familiar Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh anyhow um yeah my dad just he he was really disappointed when he found out that i left college to go to rehab and that might have been the biggest disappointment of his entire life to find out his baby was a loser um and wasn't going to get a degree so but you're not a loser. Well. It takes a lot of strength to realize that you're having an issue mm-hmm. and that you want to be better. Most people don't really have that self-awareness about themselves to realize that they're having an issue and to seek treatment for that. Well, it took a long time to get there. <laughs> It wasn't like I just took one hit and said, oh, shit, this is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it did take some time. But, yeah, I eventually got there and, and we're in a better place today. But mm-hmm. at the point in time when all that went down, like those were his immediate thoughts. Like he was immediately heartbroken and felt like his life was meaningless. Um, so there's that. Uh, but when I think about myself I, uh, and my experience in Boba, I think about that. Uh, and I hope that he's living for himself now. That would make me very happy <coughs> as someone who's not a Boba fan. I wish he so had left Tatooine. Yeah, that's the next one I was going to bring up. Like, I don't feel like anyone can fully live a life on Tatooine. Maybe mm. that's just my bias. I... Certainly not. Is a cesspool. Huh? It's a cesspool. Why would you want to live mean, there? Ray, why would you bury those like Oh, don't I'm even. Gonna, I'm not even going to touch that. hide in a cesspool <laughs> than it is in like a regular place. You could go to Coruscant and hide in the lower levels. <laughs> and it's still better than Tatooine. Yeah, I find it funny. People like, think you're dead. Like, yeah, but that, but he, he, he's symbolically dead to the world. Symbolically, Boba Fett is dead. That is not living. He is hiding. That's not the same thing as living. And I hope that, like, when he meets the Mandalorian, 
and sees the Mandalorian forging his own path and Boba Fett and also living his own path. Boba will also not only have his own path, but he'll also live it and leave Tatooine because that Tatooine is a dead place. It's a desert. Like I find it funny thinking about Luke, like how his uncle Owen is like, why do you want to leave Tatooine so bad? And Luke's just like, I almost got eaten by a dragon <laughs> last year. <laughs> what do you mean? Why do I want to leave? You know? So I feel like I, I don't think, I think Boba, hopefully we can see him get to live that life that his father wanted for him. And Boba yeah. knows Jedi. Yeah. Cause like he has that I knowledge. Yeah, how I see it, like the whole thing with Boba Fett and Jango is just like Jango just honestly just had Boba just to c- continue his legacy. And it would be interesting to see Boba to go on by himself. Find himself. Go find yourself, dude. How does Boba feel about like the other the other clones? Honestly, oh gosh. I mean He ooh, killed that, clones. Yeah, he did. He don't give a fuck about the clones. He, he don't. Uh, he sees himself as separate from them. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so he sees himself as Django's son yeah. and not as a clone. No. Yeah. Even though they told right them, the they were like... Wars, they tried to like say, like, oh, you're our brother. And he was like, nah, fuck y'all. And, yeah, they were trying to... They was like, you're one of us. And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I think respect to not. the clone community, but I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> They did specifically state, though, (laughs) they did specifically know that he is an unaltered clone. So, you know, technically, if they're, you know, whatever the alterations were, he is technically different from a clone in that way. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it's... Depending on how deep you want to go, but if there is actually, you know, DNA alterations that are being made to make them more this or less that or whatever the case may be, you know, then he is distinctly different from them. And they're raised with, like, heavy indoctrination from the time they're the babies. Mm -hmm. And he, like, skipped over all of that. Yeah. Also, he does it, the clones age quicker. Um, and then they stop aging at a certain point. Boba Fett doesn't do that. He ages like a normal child. Um, at mm-hmm. first, then, I don't know, I suspect by child. Um, and all that. He doesn't have a chip in his brain. Um, mm-hmm. So no Order 66 suddenly. Um, yeah, so. He is different. He different. He, he, he built different. different. Yeah, he different. <laughs> he different. Yeah, he different. You know I'm gonna drop that in right there. I know. Please do. Over all of that. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Bubble fed two chains up in here, okay? <laughs> so yeah, Boba. Yeah. But there was also another theory where someone's like, this is a misdirection. It's not Boba, it's actually Rex. And that's how you get your Ahsoka connection. I don't think that's true, but it's very no. because that's why I thought it was a clone. Well, I, yeah, I've, you know I've what I mean, like a. I've heard that theory as well, and I agree with you that whilst that seemed, you know, that's plausible, 
I just think it's more probable that if they're talking about, oh, you know, we got the armor and then, oh, here, look, it's a Sarlacc yeah, that's pit. A little... that, you know, the crate dragon ate the Sarlacc monster. And, oh, look, there's the dude that used to wear the armor that, you know, it's just like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it definitely isn't, you know, or that it's 100% Boba Fett, but it's just like pretty much everything I feel points like that's a to little it being bit... Boba. Yeah, because it's a little bit too deep of a cut to have it to be Rex. Like, you'd have to explain that, oh, I was in the Clone Wars. I fought with Anakin, blah, 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 to, like, people who have never seen Clone Wars before. So they wouldn't really care about who Rex is. But they would care that, oh, shit, Boba Fett is back. He somehow managed to survive being in a Sarlacc. Like, how did he get out? Well, yeah, you know, there, there are people out there who walk. believe he never he never really went in, too, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had to explain that part to my brother, because he was just like, wait, that armor looks familiar, and I'm just looking at him. I'm like, Sars, you played the Star Wars game, like, millions of times when you were a kid. You don't, you said he was your favorite character growing up, and then, like, at the end, he's like, wait, who is that? That man looks very familiar. I'm like, Sars, it's simple. Put it together, and ding, Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought I was like, am I just being dumb or is that Boba Fett's armor? (laughs) That's why I was sending like messages in the Discord. I'm like, that's Boba Fett's armor, right? Like, (laughs) it's common sense. I had to tell them, and I'm like, dude, it's like right there in front of you. I feel like having it be Rex or one of the clones from Clone Wars would be a bit of a walk. Yeah. Especially to get people to, like, care about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, honestly, if I'm the casting director, like, why not get both? You know, you got yep. Tamar Morrison. He's yep. signed on for the season. Hello. Let's let's do a couple of scenes with him as Boba, and then let's turn around and put a damn wig on his ass or whatever. <laughs> and, and let's shoot some stuff for season four. You know what I mean? While we got him. You know, I, I think it would be smart to get as much mileage as you can out of him while you have him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I eventually, eventually, we are going to see Rex and Ahsoka on screen again in a context that's not the Clone Wars, which is not Rebels. And so there's going to have to be an introduction of their character somehow. Um because the Mandalorian was designed to bring in new viewers. There are people who never cared about a hoot about Star Wars before the Mandalorian. I have friends who got introduced to Star Wars via the Mandalorian and then went back to watch the Clone Wars and to watch Rebels to get an understanding of Mandalorian culture and of everything that's kind of going on. It's designed to bring in new people. Um, so I, I wouldn't be completely out of the ballpark if eventually Rex did show. I don't think, again, I don't think who we saw at the end of the episode is Rex. I think that's Boba. Um, but I think like it's completely plausible if they bring them in at some point, even if it seems like a deep, deep cut. I didn't even know Cobb Vanth was in a book until you guys just said it. I, had no idea. See, I thought that was a character that they just created. And I agree with you a hundred percent. I really do think that um, there's that I don't think to them, they would look at it as a deep cut. 
because the whole point of the Mandalorian is you're supposed to be able to watch it without having seen Star Wars and still enjoy it. Yes, of course, you're going to miss Easter eggs and things like that. You know, when you see, you know, Mm -hmm. the Marshall, you're not going to go, oh, look, Boba Fett's armor if you're not familiar with it. But I don't I I I mm-hmm. don't think it's too incredibly out there to think that they would definitely you know would bring like Rex I don't or any of those other characters characters in because I think that that's what I they're don't trying think it's to do. Crazy. But yeah. I feel like they wouldn't have Rex as like a stinger and be just like ba bam look it's Rex from the Clone Wars. I feel like people would be like oh shit how did Boba Fett survive? And that like but I do feel like he's going to come, Rex will probably show up in some shape or form. And uh, as long as he didn't die in Clone Wars, I still haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> I still haven't finished Clone Wars. Oops. But I feel like they probably are going to have to do a lot more establishing of who Rex is. Yeah. And who is of Ahsoka is and why that matters to the Star Wars story and to us, the audience, instead of just dropping it on us. I honestly think with them saying that, you know, Ahsoka's going to be in it, I think she might be in it, like, just for one episode, her and Rex, or maybe just her by herself. It's just the whole idea, like, people hearing that Ahsoka's in here, they're just getting more views and that's how i see it that's just my thought like yeah i don't think she's probably gonna be like a multi-episode arc it's probably just gonna be like a brief cameo yeah yeah that's what i feel like we see her a little bit she might talk for a little bit and then okay that's it we just saw ahsoka like oh my gosh like she might have to do with something like a little bit of the plot like maybe she'll be in an episode Mm -hmm. it has to do with like the force yeah. And she has to do with something with the child. And then she's like, I have other shit to do. Yeah, that's that how I has feel. to do with Rebels and Clone Wars, which I still haven't seen. So. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, you were and saying I. something, Mel? Mel? What? I thought no. you were saying something. Um. Okay, I was going to say that I think with Ahsoka that they're going to ha- maybe refer to her, but not actually have her in, a- in an episode because... The closer we get to Ahsoka is the closer we get to the end of the quest of finding somewhere for Baby Yoda to go. So I think they're going to hold off on putting her there until we get, you know, further into the series. That makes sense. I agree. I'm with you. I don't think she's showing up this season. Yeah, Yeah, she's probably going to show up way, way later, if at at all. Because if she shows up in this season, Mando could be like, great, here's a kid. Bye. And then yeah, take the She knows who Yoda is, so I was like, she's not going to leave Yoda with this guy, <laughs> this random warrior, an incredibly uh, powerful uh, force. Uh, force well, looking a dude who's in a murder cult. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, she was in a murder cult too. Yes. Yeah, but she, their, her murder cult uses swords, and his murder murder cult uses guns. Oh and my gosh! Yoda was part of her murder cult, so yeah, he deserves well, she left with her. her murder cult. She left. Y'all forgot. Oh wait, but, sorry. Oh damn. Oh, wait, what? I'm so sorry. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh my god. Okay, I think this is. Oh my god. 
So that's the end of the episode. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna just I'm gonna jump. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um well uh this has been Sisters and Sabres. Awkward. <laughs> um, cut to the credits. Come on, cut to the credits. We gotta cut to the credits. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that something in the episode was important or relevant for you. Um, I guess that's all the time we have today. Does anyone have a support assistant? Support assistant is the segment where we try to uplift black women and black brands that maybe are not getting the spotlight that they need, or there's a sister in need that needs support. We will put that in the show at this point in time and would ask you to support them if you can Um, buy a product or share or comment or subscribe or donate to a cause. Uh, Since we're never going to do a Patreon on this show or monetize this show in any way, if you enjoy what we have to say, if you enjoy what we're doing, uh, please think about purchasing an item or donating if you have the means to do so. It's Women's Day, so look at your sister on the left and the right, even look at her brother and say, can you help a sister out? That's what I want to preach on, say, can you help a sister out? Called Faith and Flames Candles. Ooh. And it's my friend Ty Gooden. She makes these beautiful candles smell lovely. And the Twitter address is at Flames Candles. And the website is faithandflamescandles.com. Can you send me the link with your um, with your recording tonight? That would mm-hmm. be dope. Thank you. And I'll just insert it in. All right. Um, we have reached the end of the show. You made it. Congratulations. You made it through somehow, some way. Fuck me sideways. One one day, martial law will do that to you. That ain't all. I hope you do to me. I got a list that's so long. Oh my god! Want to know how long it is? You open the box again. Have you ever seen? You open Pandora box. (laughs) Have you ever seen one of them with the hole in the middle? So you can. I'm trying to distract y'all from the 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 the. The hurricane. Okay, so this is this is my gift to y'all. I opened up. Have Pandora. y'all ever seen no shit like that? Have you ever seen like those? Listen, things? I got a plant. I got four plants in the line of the hurricane. I got a plant in Izmir, Turkey, that just had a giant earthquake, and the world is ending. So distracting me just isn't gonna happen. <laughs> Let's do socials. My bad, and then buys. Hey, this is Portia. You can follow me on both Instagram and Twitter at Portia Ariel. Uh, this is G. Again, you could follow me at the Royal Milk Tea on Twitter. This is Mel. You can follow me at Jane underscore non on Twitter. This is Rihanna. You can follow me at Bina Ray underscore on Twitter or on TikTok if that's your thing. Or you can find me on, uh, what's the other one? Instagram <laughs> um, at Bina.babble. And this is Raven. You can find me at Jenna Bella J on Twitter. And you can follow me, Maria, on uh, Twitter at Blurred Girl Jedi and Instagram at Blurred Girl Jedi if you really want to. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
Christian. Try to squeeze in the phone now, sir. Beat on it, beat, beat on it, mercy. Like a black belt, give daddy the grandmaster. Daddy, you want it faster. Them bitches you're fucking with, I know. They gon' need some practice, so bring them along with ya. I'll teach them how to smash ya. When I made a little mess on it, he told me to clean my act up. I can 